Oh boy, if they did, that would have been another whole layer of, of, of things. So in a way, it was good to have our, our hand forced on that and to have to kind of simplify it down to just the, the broad strokes of what the trial was that we could convey through basically interviews of people who were there. That's how that was covered. You mentioned that the reality TV producer was interviewed late in the production. Would you describe why he was added to the story? Well, I think the initial reason we reached out to that fellow, uh, Rick, why am I spacing on his last name? The guy in the cowboy hat, everybody knows him as. Um, <laughs> and he um, he seemed to be involved or he had been accused of setting the fire. All the couple people uh, had, had accused him of that. So it was a natural choice to reach out to him and say, people are saying this about you. Um, is this true? And so uh, I think that was the initial reason why they filmed him. Chris Smith actually flew off to where he's someplace out in like Finland or someplace like that and came back with like three or four hours of really bonkers material. And he ended up being kind of like, you know, a bit of like the Greek chorus of the project because he just has this great voice and great storytelling style because he has a background in working on all those shows like hard copy. And, and so he was a godsend because when he came, at least it was sort of a voice of reason that we could insert into this whole thing <laughs> and, a, and a different perspective because, you know, you talk to Joe and you're going to get a lot of different answers and it's hard to parse, parse through all what, what actually happened and didn't. So it was good to have some corroborating evidence. And he also got sucked into the story and became part of the story. So it was super interesting that it worked out that way. But that was not an expectation that we had. And I think that's true of a lot of the material that, that has happened with this with this project is somebody would go off, film something, it would seem like a dead end. And then they would come back and you'd say, oh my gosh. Or there'd be some archival footage that would do something similar. So a lot of moments like that. But um, yeah, it was, I, I think, kind of dumb luck that, you know, it was an expensive trip fly across the ocean and interview this guy just to find out if he was part of it. But uh, it was a huge, uh, very smart call that the production got him. So, And then Joe's nemesis, Carol, was she always in the story from the start? Yeah. Um, she, she had been interviewed even before uh, Joe was. I believe the first interview with her, I believe, was in 2014. So it predated me by several years. And so, yeah, she was one of the folks who had been interviewed as kind of an expert on, you know, certainly tigers. She's certainly one of the go-to people that you would go to if you wanted to ask questions about tigers. And so, yeah, she had been involved very early on and they continued to interview her over time over the over the span of, you know, about five years. So got lots of different interviews, sometimes on the same stuff, so certainly with different hair colors, <laughs> um, which always makes editing a challenge. So yes, she had been a essential part of it for a long time because, you know, her, her message, you know, that tigers should not be in captivity. I mean, that was, that was very central to the general uh, idea of the series from the beginning. Our mission is to ban the private possession of these magnificent animals. She wanted to shut down a zoo and he wanted her gone. You're an animal rights person and you try and come into this facility, 